hello, hello, hello. Yes, perhaps it's a bit of a surprise, hello. But we are back with the World Journeys podcast. My name is Andrew. I'll be your host for this series. It's been hmm, 18 months since the last episode. Uh, what can I say? Life is busy. Uh, work, the blog other interests as well that uh, take up a lot of my hobby time but uh, it had always been my intention to continue on with the podcast at some point and that point has finally come so not at this point exactly sure how many episodes there will be in this series but um, I, I'm hoping for you know at least about seven or eight I've done a f- I've already recorded a few of them um, there you know with uh, with uh, various people so that's good we've got a few episodes already in the can and got a few more coming up in the next few weeks you will find a new episode of the podcast uh, up on my blog on Saturdays um, through sort of December and January and who knows maybe even February so Without further ado, uh, it's time for the first episode, um, which I recorded with Mr. Tim Blight. Tim writes the Urban Denier blog, um, uh, which, you know, he writes a lot about uh, the cities that he has lived in or does live in at different times because he moves around. That's Sydney, Melbourne, Chennai and Lahore. For the very first episode of this series of the podcast, uh, I thought it would be a fantastic idea to chat to Tim, as we're both travel bloggers, about travel blogging, what it's like, um, and basically how to do it, I guess. So I thought this would be a fantastic opportunity to chat about that. Uh, I thought it'd be a very interesting podcast, and uh, there you go. So um, I think it's time for the podcast to begin. Hello, we're back. The World Journeys podcast has resumed again for 2015 um, and we'll be talking all things travel and culture and countries and, you know, stuff. Uh, And Stuff is good. For the first episode of the 2015 series, I would like to introduce to you Tim Blight. Hello, everyone. Nice to meet you. Pause for a round of applause. Um, oh, it appears the audience is in. Yeah. <laughs> Where are they? Oh, they are. Uh, so, Tim, yes. welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, Tim is a travel blogger. Yes. Um, and that's how Tim and I know each other. Yeah. And in fact, um, when was the first time we met Tim? Uh, the first time we met would have been probably about two hours ago. Yes, exactly. So, this is, uh, this is interesting. Tim... Um, do you want to tell people a, a little bit about yourself, your living, like where, sure, you live yeah. and where you're from and all that? So, um, uh, my name's Tim Blight. I am the founder and writer on Urban Dunia. I am from Sydney. Uh, insert smart comment here. Uh, I live in Melbourne and Lahore in Pakistan. And I also lived for a year and a half in Chennai and my, in, in India. And, um, and my blog is based around those four cities, but it's also about travel from those four cities to the world. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that you have a blog, Tim, uh, because I thought today for, our, uh, for the opening 2015 podcast that we could talk a little bit about travel blogging. Sure, I'd love to. So um, it's really great to have you along. 
We're very excited. Um, don't forget uh, at the end of the recording to plug all your stuff. Yes. That's very important. Because, um, you know, I, yep. I as an interviewer tend to forget all that. And okay, then, no, don't worry. Know, that people will. have left my left my recording studio uh, and I'm like, come back! You didn't tell them about your Twitter! Um, so, uh, yeah. No, Don't I will be absolutely that. plugging everything Urban Donia related. So, tell me, when did you start blogging? So I started blogging on um, in, in March of 2013. I think it was the 20th of March 2013. Um, but I had been writing emails, um, and, and, and when I look back, it was a form of blogging. Um, emails as I travelled the world, um, dating back to 2004. And what sort of, uh, what sort of topics, is, it, is yours a travel blog, pure travel blog, or is there more to it? What do you like to cover in your, your, uh, your articles, your posts? So, um, I think my blog in some ways is quite unique because it is a travel blog but it, at the end of the day it does come back to the culture of the four cities that i focus on and um so as well as that i also have uh the food the um photography from those cities and so on um and then i also have a real focus on pakistan because that's where i spend half of each year and um uh that's sort of you can say like a focus country for my travel blog as well um, I, uh, I felt that the market of um, travel books, travel information and so on about Pakistan was really underserved. So I felt that that was an opportunity for me and I love it as well. It comes from the heart. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. I went to Pakistan and I had a choice of about two books and both of them were Lonely Planet. Yes. Um, so um, in some ways I think it's quite surprising that more people don't get to Pakistan. Um, you know, India has, you know, millions and millions of tourists every year. Mm. And Pakistan's lucky to have a trickle. That's true. And I also feel that with Pakistan, I mean, people would say, oh, it's dangerous and so on. And I mean, everywhere, life is dangerous. I mean, you know, <laughs> things can happen to you anywhere in the world. But um, there are a lot of countries that are um, apparently as if not more dangerous than Pakistan seems, yet they seem to attract travellers. Um, I mean, people talk about, uh, I, I know quite a few people who have been to Iran, and I've been to Iran myself, and I did not feel in danger at all while I was in Iran. But, um, I mean, I got as many questions about going to Iran as I do about Pakistan when it comes to safety. So why does Iran get the travellers and Pakistan doesn't? And um, I feel in a way that, that, I feel that the market is underserved, and I think that's part of the reason. Sure. But today we're going to focus on the travel blogging sure, before sure. I accidentally yes. sidetrack us completely yeah. into talking about Pakistan, which, sure. which could be a great topic for another podcast. It could. It could. We should do um, that. Well, we'll think about it. Yeah. Um, so you talk about four cities principally, mm. and those four cities would be, drum roll. Those four cities would be Melbourne, um, Victoria, Australia, uh, Sydney, Australia, uh, Lahore in Pakistan and Chennai in southern India. Fantastic. And I've lived in each of those cities at some point in my life. So they're all they're all very um, very close to your heart. They are, you could say. Yeah. And and when you're blogging, um, you're blogging about those cities. You're obviously um, uh, there is a travel focus to yes. your to your um, to your pieces. Um, 
sort of uh, what what else do you sort of discuss sure so um i i i cover a whole range of things as well as travel and um travel from those cities to areas around those cities recently i wrote about the yarra valley which is right here close to melbourne um I have written about places in Pakistan as well. So, I mean, Pakistan, India and Australia obviously feature quite a lot. But then as well as that, I do restaurant and cafe reviews from these cities. I um, and, and I don't consider myself a real foodie, but I do feel that that is a large part of the experience of a city, is eating the food in the city and what it represents and so on. Um, I do photography in the cities. I... Uh, sometimes I write about social issues and so on. I have um, talked about the role of religion in society before and politics. So um, there's a there's a real spread of things. But well, there is a spread of things. Travel it, it, in the end, it all comes back to travel and the four cities. And I think you've written also. I remember reading some some um, posts of yours that you wrote about um, you know individuals or artists or yeah you know, people of note in the city. Yeah, so um, I, li I like to interview individuals and, um, and, and, and find out what makes them tick, so to speak. And um, sometimes they are travel bloggers from anywhere around the world, um, and sometimes they are people from those cities. So I, I really enjoy that because, the, I mean, cities are made by the people who live in them. So what made you decide, you know, to start, a tr to start your blog? Um, it was... Uh, um, it, it was a... You could say the product of a, a bit of pain, in a way. Um, I was in a job where I was writing and I wasn't really enjoying... I wouldn't say I wasn't enjoying it, I actually hated it. And um, it was... Um, and, and it wasn't because of the writing, but it was because of... Basically, I was writing for money. And um, there's nothing wrong with writing for money, but I really wanted to write from the heart. And if that made me money, that's great. But um, I, I feel there's nothing worse than doing something that you're passionate about, but in someone else's way of doing things. Um, it can really spoil things. And that's exactly what I was doing. So a, um, a blogging friend of mine, uh, Cez, of, uh, of um, Cez and Agnes from eTramping.com, and they um, and and says Rick um, suggested to me to start my own blog, and uh, that's exactly what I did. And I have you enjoyed the uh, blogging experience? I love it. I really love it. And to be honest, I, I'm surprised that I didn't start it much much earlier because I've always loved writing, and I um, feel that I. Well, as I said you know, earlier, that I have been writing since 2004 about my travels. And I've always wanted to somehow... I've, I was going to say that I've always loved the cities in which I live. And I've always wanted to somehow apply the technique of my travel writing to uh, my, I guess, enjoyment of the cities that I live in. And so that's, I guess, the inspiration behind Urban Donia. And um, it's so, so far, the travel blogging experience has been fantastic. It's, um, I've met lots of great people, yourself included. And um, I, uh, I, I've um, seen a lot of things. I feel that I'm able to share a lot of things with a lot of people. Um, it's, it's challenged me. It's extended me in many ways. Um, I had to, um, for a project which was suggested to me, and it kind of took off in my mind much earlier than it took off practically and um, I had to learn how to photograph people rather than landscapes so I had to teach myself that 
um, yeah, it's been it's been a great experience. And are you still finding a way to write professionally as well, or do you basically just concentrate on the blog now? Um, in a way, my blog is my attempt at writing professionally. Um, it, I don't mind if it doesn't become my, my, my major source of income, because the one thing, as I mentioned before, that I wouldn't compromise on was that I would not write for money given to me by someone else. Um, so that's it. I have been asked to write occasional pieces, articles for magazines and so on. Um, I have even been asked to write a paid piece for another blog. But um, on the whole, uh, this is something which starts as a hobby if it makes um, you know, money for me. If it becomes my full-time job, then I would love that. Um, let's see where it takes me, I guess. And the other thing is, of course, that I do, um, I am working on books as well, so I guess we might get onto that a bit next time, but um, we, yeah. No, 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 tell us about, uh, you've, you've already published one book, yeah? Yeah, so I've published um, Pakistan Traveller, which is, to my knowledge, the most comprehensive travel guide to Pakistan that's been published since 2008, which was when Lonely Planet last published their guide to they Pakistan. They haven't published the guide to Pakistan for seven years. So uh, Lonely Planet published their last guidebook to Pakistan in 2008, and then I called up about um, getting my hands on a copy of the old guidebook, because at that time it was the most recent comprehensive one in 2013 and I was informed by Lonely Planet that it was about to go out of print and that the title would be discontinued. So I was off to Pakistan myself without a guidebook and uh, decided to take notes about the places where I was travelling while I was there. That was 2013 and those notes developed into the guidebook. So it's called Pakistan Traveller. Um, but then as well as that I have uh, plans for a recipe book which I um, I won't go into too much detail because I haven't really put the plans down that much yet, but um, I'm hoping to release that next year. Okay, hopefully. fantastic. Yeah. Well, let's let's stick to blogging. Let's, yeah. um, uh, so let's imagine that, you know, we're, you, you, we're talking to someone who uh, has, you know, thinking of starting a travel blog, per mm. se, um, but doesn't really know where to start. Um, what advice would you give to such a person? Um, I, the first bit of advice that I would say is don't underestimate how much value you would put into the travel blog because it becomes your baby. Um, no matter how much you think that you might be able to take time off it or it's a hobby or, you know, while I'm traveling, I'll just enjoy it and then I'll come back and I'll write about it when I get home. I mean, you can try and do all of that, but at the end of the day, it's always at the back of your mind because you care about it that much and you've put so much effort into it. And that only increases the more that you put onto the blog. It's accumulative. So, um, and, and that's not a bad thing. I, I, I love that. And I love that I've built this blog that I've got. But looking back on it, I think I really underestimated just how much it would become um, a part of my life. Um, that's one thing. I, what, what else to say, I guess? Um, uh, how, much, yeah. how much work do you put into the blog? Like, what, what, what yeah. sort of, let's say, at an average week, what sort of time is, is, is devoted to, to blogging and, 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 and well... Yeah, so I, I would say um, at least an hour a day, at least. Um, there are some days where it is just an hour. There are some days where it's much more than an hour. 
it depends on what I'm doing. Um, and also I find it difficult to quantify that because there are times when, um, for example, I've got a photography series coming up, which is my four focus cities um, by night. And um, it's called Nocturne. And I walked around Melbourne on two nights for a couple of hours. And I mean, that was time spent for the blog to capture photographs. But at the same time, I really enjoyed it. And I had a friend with me and we went out and we had coffee in the middle of it and so on. So. It's hard to quantify, but in terms of solid time spent in front of the computer, at home, time put aside where I can't be with people, I just have to work on it at least an hour a day. Um, and every couple of weekends I would spend maybe three or four hours on it on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. It's um, interesting. My, my personal experience is that I am, um, I mean, my blog has been going since 2006, but it's only in sort of the last 18 months when I moved to WordPress that I really, um, it really started to mean something a bit more to me and that I started to really put a lot of time in. And it's amazing how much time you can spend when, you know, it suddenly becomes more important to you. Um, and then I found after after that point in time, you know, the only trip that I've done in that time was really to, to Myanmar and, and Thailand earlier this mm. year. And, you know, I found it changed the whole traveling experience because mm. I, I took a lot more photos because I was thinking of things I would specifically need to, you know, have visual representation of sure. for the blog. Like when I do airline reviews and stuff, mm. I want to have a photo of the plane on the outside and the plane on the inside. So I sure. never even considered before taking a photo inside the plane. No. It's like, I just leave my camera there. I didn't even know if I could. Sure, sure. <laughs> I was waiting sure. for the SWAT team to come down. Exactly. And, uh, and you learn these things as well. Because I know uh, in some places, you know, the, the airlines won't like you taking a, a photo inside the plane. Not just the airlines, but I um, I have been shooed away from the front of Victoria Barracks on St Kilda Road in Melbourne before for taking a picture out there because it's a military installation. I quite like the facade, but it is, after all, a barracks. Um, I have... Um, somehow plucked up the courage to ask random strangers if I can take their portrait in the streets of India and Pakistan, which is something that I don't know that I would feel comfortable if someone did to me, um, let alone for me actually asking someone else to do that, you know, to allow me to do that to them. But um, I mean, it, it's amazing how when you're traveling, travel blogging forces you to do these things. And, and when I say forces you, I mean, in a good way, it really yeah. challenges you. And um, while I was in Chennai at the start of this year, actually, I was only there for 10 days and I really wanted to work on the blog, on the Chennai side of the blog, because I felt that that was a bit of a weak link in a way that I hadn't been in Chennai for quite some time. Um, and I almost had my 10 days of Chennai holiday planned out that I need this done on this day, this done on this day, this done on this day, so that if I don't get back to Chennai anytime soon, I can keep that section of the site going. So it does change the way you look at travel. So, what sort of role in do you think in a good travel blog and in specific, more specifically your blog do you, you think photography holds? Because it's 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 difficult to imagine you know a, a travel post about a place and there are no photos. I mean that just yeah. I think I think people would would be tuning up pretty quickly. Absolutely, and I don't know if it's the role of digital media or if it is. Um, or if it's social media, I, I really don't know what it is, but I do feel that 
um, people nowadays are looking for a much more visual experience when they read things. Uh, we can see even newspapers. Um, once upon a time, newspapers wouldn't even publish that many pictures. Slowly there were more pictures, they became bigger, they changed to colour and so on, um, and now we have online news and so on. And I do think that uh, that affects what we do as writers because we don't just need to write about what we see but we need to actually present it visually and um i know that uh i guess um, an evolution that i've noticed in my writing is that um less text more images tends to be a general trend on the internet and my blog is no exception um i don't know if that's a good or a bad thing um but it's certainly interesting. Do you find that that makes it easier or quicker to blog, or in contrast? And uh, do you work on your photos, or do you just whack them up as is? Um, I try to put the pictures up as is. Uh, very occasionally I might crop them or so on, but generally, I, I mean, I, I won't Photoshop images which I would put up to present a place because I think that it should be presented as I saw it. Um, I, I don't have an issue with other people doing it. That's just my personal. I, I personally my, ramp. I personally ramp up the saturation. Okay. Because I yeah. find, and I don't know if it's just my camera, but I just, I look at them and I go, it's not really how it wasn't quite as dull as that. You know, I feel like sure. my camera is just flattening the colours out. So sure. I'm just trying to. I mean, I do turn them up a little bit. Off further than they were, but sure. And, and and I mean, it also depends where you go as well. I mean, I think. Um, I mean, when I went to. Bali at the start of this year, for example, there was no need to do anything to those pictures because they were just so vivid. But um, I think if I was to travel around perhaps places where the weather wasn't quite so perfect, then yeah, I mean, you know, if the photos were to come out dull or whatever. Um, but I do just tend to put the pictures up as is. And um, in answer to your question before about does it make blogging easier, it does make it a bit easier in that there's less text, more images. I think that it puts the reader um, more there um, in terms of the experience because uh, it's almost as if you're sort of um, you know transporting them to that place. Um, does it make better writers of us? I'm not sure. Uh, does it matter? I'm not sure. <laughs> mm, and the que I guess the question is 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 blogging about the writing now? Mm. I mean. Uh, you know, when I first started blogging and I, I, well, I went to West Africa and, um, computer, you know, internet speeds there, everything was dial up and it was slow dial up. It mm. was, it was slow, slow dial up. And I didn't put a lot of photos up there. There are plenty of posts where I just wrote about my experience. I didn't even, you know, I didn't even attempt to upload photos cause it was just like, here I am in the middle of nowhere, sure. which is just a surprise that, you know, I found an internet cafe, let alone, you know. I mean, it was seriously some of the things you, you know, you go post yeah, and then you go and do things and you come back five minutes later and it was still thinking. Sure. You know, the little thing was going around and around, so. Sure. And, and now, yeah. much of the world, you can have reasonably decent speeds. That's true. Um, you know. Social media has made it easier as well because we can often share... Um, what we are seeing with people back home, wherever that may be, almost instantaneously, and there's almost an expectation of that now. Um, if you go on holiday but you don't post pictures of it, then people sort of they begin to wonder Did whether you, really you even go? will go. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And were you always 
a good photographer or is no. that a skill you had to learn or how did uh, you go about that? Yeah, um, it was, um, I was not always a, uh, I, I don't even know if I'm still a good photographer, if, 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 if I am now. Um, I, if, when I look at some of the pictures that I took from Iran, which was the first place I, well, after my stopover in Singapore, my first destination overseas back in 2004, I mean, the pictures are washed out. I was using a disposable camera because everyone had convinced me that I was going to get, you know, robbed as soon as I stepped off the plane. Um, and it was my first time out of Australia as well, so things seemed that much. When people are warning you and they've been overseas, haven't, you listen to them. Well, I did anyway, and um, I mean, you know, the colours are washed out, the angles are all bad and so on. Um, I have one friend in Lahore to thank actually for really helping me with my photography and helping me, I guess, see what he sees in photography and his name's Ali Reza and I'm sure he'll be listening to this actually. And um, he is a photographer based in Lahore and um, he, yeah, he, he, he took me around Lahore one time and just sort of showed me some of the basic techniques and then said, okay, now you need to take it from here. So that was, um, that was a great thing for me. And of course, using a professional, like a proper DSLR camera helps. Absolutely. Mm. So when you're starting a blog, mm. I guess the first thing you're looking for is a, is a platform. Uh, which platform do you use? Platforms oh, in like word, word, WordPress, WordPress, WordPress. yes, yeah. Well, I use, I use WordPress. Yeah, so far so good. I don't have anything to compare it to, but uh, so far so good. I like it. I'd used it before. Well, I used Blogspot initially. Blogger, mm. Okay, yeah. Initially until um, twenty fourteen. Yeah, twenty early twenty fourteen. I was still on mm. on Blogger. Mm. Um, and then in January twenty fourteen, I started. Uh, WordPress and I double posted. I posted on both. Okay. And I slowly moved everything over to. And I just, I think it was about April. I said, okay, that's it. Sure. Uh, I can't keep double posting because mm. it does take time. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think that um, WordPress's features are pretty useful. I yeah. Think, I think there's that you can do more with WordPress. Mm. Um, I must have, once I moved over to WordPress, you know, there, there was no sort of situation where, you know, Blogger used to do this, why doesn't WordPress do sure, that? Sure. There was none of that. So, um, and I think, you know, I mean, it throws it throws up a lot more stats than Blogger, Blogger did, which I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing. Do you look at your stats much? Um, I do from time to time, but um, no, not religiously, no. <laughs> but I know what you mean, though, that WordPress does definitely... Um, uh, I guess provide a lot of that information for you, which is great. Sometimes it's a bit scary how much they know about, you know, who's coming to your site and where they're coming from and so on. Yeah, but well, yeah, that's it. It's good though. It's it, more it's, of a community than Blogger, I, I feel, because there's the WordPress much. readers, so you can sort of um, follow blogs through that, and and you sort of I feel I feel it's much easier to connect with other bloggers with WordPress than it was with Blogger. Sure, and and I also feel that um, WordPress is in some ways the preferred platform of choice for, um, for I guess, professional bloggers, for want of a better word. Um, not serious bloggers. Serious bloggers, yes. Um, not to discredit any other platform, because as I said, I don't have anything to compare it to, but most of the bloggers who I know who have the same vision for their blog that I have for mine um, are with WordPress. And I don't know, I don't think that's a coincidence. No worries. Um, so... 
how about uh, so when you you first started, mm. did you initially did you go straight and get your own domain name? Yes, I did. Um, I didn't want to be. I guess because I had this vision from the beginning, and I communicated that to Says, who helped me um, design and build the site. And uh, I said from the beginning that I wanted to have my stamp on it, my brand. I didn't want it to be, um, uh, you know, associated with, say, you know, urbandunia dot something else dot com. I always wanted it to be urbandunia from the beginning. No worries. And what was that? Was that was that easy to? I mean, you had to like, how much did you pay just for people who might be interested? Sure. Um, did you I, pay for a domain name? I think it was about 20 Australian dollars. That was in late 2012. I had reserved all of that towards the end of 2012. And, and that, that renews every year, doesn't it? You have to pay it again. Yes, from memory, yes. It's, um, yeah, you're asking me sort of nine months into the year now. So, but yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, yeah, on the 31st of December, it comes up. I'm pretty sure yeah. I just in, uh, I think it was late June or early July this year, I, I, I went from a WordPress.com to, okay. to a domain name, which is Andy Soil Journeys. Sure. Uh, dot com. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think it was, I can't really remember because I got a bundle and I got like a, a premium. Yes. Yeah. A premium theme. Did mm. you have a premium theme? Yes. Too? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I think it's, and really, it's worth I think it. it's really worth it because it, absolutely, there's a lot more flexibility and you, you can put a lot more information up there. That's true, and I also and, and as I said, I think it really does put your stamp on the on the site as well. And and I, and I feel that even about yours as well. That I mean, since that change, it does. I don't know. It just it seems to lend a bit of ownership, a bit more ownership, I guess, to the writer. Sure, and um. Just got blank. Uh, yeah, dry. <clears throat> I guess one of the most important things, of course, you know, when you have a blog is you want people to read it. Yeah. So how how do you go about attracting readers? What sort of what drives what drives your views? And um, you know, are you happy with the amount of people that, that read it, or do you not care if nobody reads it? I mean, how do you feel about? Um, I don't mind if it's not a really, really popular blog. I, do, I would care if nobody read it. Um, I mean, if, if I was getting zero hits per day, I think I'd probably be a bit, um, I'm maybe questioning why I bothered and maybe even a bit insulted. Yeah, I, look, say. I looked yeah. earlier today and there was 13 hits and I went, damn yes. you world! It happens, it happens. And, and I mean, look, I have days like that as well. There are some days when I wake up and I look at it and I just sort of think, God, what? You know, did people lose their internet connection today or something? Cause, well, you can't help it as yeah. well with the WordPress site because it's got that little thing at the top for your own, which 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 tells you each hour how many yeah, hits you've exactly. had, and it's sort of it's a little graphic up there, and if it's really low, it's reminding you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and you just go. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, um, and you wonder what you can do to improve it. Because I've been there. And what can you do to improve <laughs> it? <Tim? laughs> um, what do you do to, to to keep it up there, and how much work? Is involved in that aspect of blogging because it is an aspect driving is. traffic is, a, is is an aspect of blogging whether we like it or not yeah so um social media I try to have a presence on social media almost everywhere that I can so that is Facebook Twitter Google Plus Instagram Pinterest stumble upon uh, what else is there um, YouTube, Vimeo, Daily Motion. Uh, no, Daily Motion. I don't have. But um, 
across as many social media platforms as I can. And um, it's not even that I use them all the time. Stumble upon, for example, I haven't um, been very active on. But I well, you can't use stumble upon anymore, can you? I, well, there you go. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, yeah. I just know. Maybe you can still submit it. Okay. I think you might be able to submit, but you don't have to go to stumble upon because WordPress used to have a stumble upon button and it just disappeared one day. Okay. Which was okay. very interesting. But um, then even so, I don't, to be honest, I don't post a lot directly from WordPress into uh, social media. I normally actually go into social media and uh, create like a dedicated post or something. And I find that helps as oh, well. Um, it just, I find that, um, I don't know, you can, I guess mold the post a bit better and you can target it directly towards who you want to target it towards um, you can make it more like an advertisement whereas if it comes straight out of WordPress it often just has the excerpt which you might have had as like the blurb so to speak on the on, on the site um, but what I would say in terms of driving traffic and this was um, advice given to me by I believe it might have been says again about two years ago was guest posts um, getting people to write you know on your site as a guest post um, you know reciprocating right asking if you can write guest posts on their site um, for, for money or usually not for money I mean in all Tim. cases but one Tim yeah. would you like to write a guest post on I would love to write a guest oh, post on <laughs> <laughs> would you like to write a guest post on Urban Dunia no piss off but no that that really does because you get the attention of people who might not ordinarily come to your site and they do then so um that's i mean that's fantastic so um, um much better getting traffic to your site if you're doing guest post on someone else's site because then it's their eyes looking at yours and um, looking at your site yeah yes mm. exactly stroke that beard <laughs> <laughs> fantastic yeah. fantastic um, so, Tim, how about the uh, the future of your blog? Do you have any um, some plans, some features coming up, or anything you'd like to tell our listener? Hi, George. Um, about <laughs> George. Hey. <laughs> um, yes, I um, I do have a photography series, as I mentioned, coming up. Nocturne, which is the city at night time. So the four cities that I cover and. Um, what they look like at night time, things peculiar to them at night time. I should let the listeners know that we are recording this in early October. When will this be out on your blog? This will most likely be on the blog in, uh, well, there are four um, galleries and they will be beginning from November. So, um, they we'll see if this is up by then, that's the question. That's of a, course. Even if not, you will still find them on there in the gallery section. And, um, what else do I have coming up? I've just started uh, YouTube videos. I try to post one or two minute videos, um, like sorry, one to two minutes worth of video per week. Um, the content of the videos uh, reflects what is on the site already, but it just sort of brings it to life a bit more, I feel. And uh, long term, I would like to uh, do an updated edition of Pakistan Traveller, the book, and um, as I mentioned, the recipe book. So there is uh, lots to be excited about at Urban Dunia in the next year or so. Well, thank you very much for joining us uh, today uh, and chatting, travel, blogging. Thank you, you for having me. Him. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, so if you'd just like to let people know perhaps about uh, your Twitter, your Instagram, your Facebook. Um, the lot. Even maybe the blog. Sure. Well, uh, it is urbandunia.com. That's uh, urban, U-R-B-A-N, dunia, D-U-N-I-Y-A, 
www.urbandunia.com and um, if you look up Urban Dunia, all as one word, that is my handle on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and you'll be able to search it on Google Plus and YouTube as well. Wow, that's pretty comprehensive. And what does Dunia mean? Dunya, I'm glad you asked actually. Dunya uh, is an Arabic word which means world. Oh. And um, it also, although it's an Arabic word, it appears in languages across Asia. Uh, Hindi, Persian, Urdu, uh, I believe Dunya might be the word for world in um, uh, Malaysian and Indonesian as well. Wow. So it's, it's a fairly, uh, I guess, widespread word. Well, now I feel completely ignorant. <laughs> no, that, no, that is fine. A lot of people... In pretty it, much every language except English. <laughs> well, no, in, in some ways that is part of it because I, um, I like the fact that, uh, you know, part of the name is familiar to a lot of people and part of the name isn't. So it's a bit of intrigue there, which I, which I enjoy. No, thank you very much for joining us, Tim. Thank you for having uh, me. Of course, don't forget World Journeys. Uh, actually, well, it's uh, my blog is now andysworldjourneys.com. That's what it is. It's very simple and straight and to the point. Uh, I'm still WorldJourney75 on Twitter if you want to find me there. And you should find me, I think, on Andy's World Journeys again on Facebook. Uh, and I think I'm on Google Plus somewhere, but I really don't care about Google Plus. Uh, who uses that really? Um, so thank you very much, Tim, for joining us for the World Journeys podcast. Um, I have a special request for you. Sure. Would you like to come back? I would love to come and back. And chat about Pakistan. I would love to come back and chat about Pakistan. Well, then, I think that's what we shall do. We'll have Tim back on the podcast soon. Fantastic. Uh, and we'll talk a, a bit about Pakistan while he's in Melbourne, um, because uh, you're in Pakistan seven months a year, is that right? Uh, five months a year. Five months yep. a year in, in Pakistan. Yes. And how yeah. regularly do you go to Chennai? Uh, I haven't been to... Or I, I was in Chennai earlier in the year... Um, once every year or two years not nearly as much as i would like to go no worries. well thank you very much tim um thank you for listening and may the journey never end well that was episode one done and dusted for this year's series of the podcast we hope that uh, i hope that you enjoyed listening and uh, next week, I will be talking to Simba Masango, who is from Zimbabwe. Uh, and I thought, uh, I work with Simba, and I thought he, he's, a, he's a great character. And I thought it'd be great to, to learn a little bit about, uh, you know, a country that you don't hear a lot about these days. Um, you know, with the Mugabe regime and everything, uh, it's sort of been quite isolated in the last couple of decades, especially the last 10 years. Uh, but things are slowly changing there, and I thought he'd be a fantastic guest to have on the podcast and I was not wrong so um, stay tuned until next time and may the journey never end